Mr. Spencer. And so you have been, and I want to thank Lola and Patrick and just the invitation to come uh, be here. I was here last for the Meta Model Conference in 2011, and you had just moved in to this space, and the sanctuary hadn't been redone yet. And so it's lovely to see the evolution since that time. So you are in this theme for two weeks of spirit-centered leadership. And I listened to Jim Deffner's talk from last week. I always seem to follow him, which is very interesting because it happened at that Metamol conference too. He's so complete, I go into, what can I say? You know, he's so complete. I loved his definition of leaders. He says, leaders are influencers. And so all of you, I know this about you, you are influencing people wherever you go, either overtly or covertly. There's a group of us that do the covert ops, you know. And um, I like his definition of leaders as influencers. <laughs> I like it better than what I, how I think of us. The thing that I always say is if you, if you want to know if you're a leader, turn around and see if anybody's following you. You know, so I, I like his version better. So what I would like to add to the conversation about spirit-centered leadership is that we lead spiritually when spirit leads the way in us. And that's the talk title for today, When Spirit Leads the Way. And so what does that mean? Well, Amy just sang it. It's like, she just did my talk in any ways. Not the parent thing, but uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was good, though, I must say. So when spirit leads the way in us, we live with a spiritual sense of things. And there's a lovely Hafiz poem. Sometimes he's called Hafez, Middle Eastern poet. And it says, if God invited you to a party and said, everyone in the ballroom tonight will be my special guest, how then would you greet them when they arrive? Indeed, indeed, Hafiz knows there is no one who is not upon his jeweled dance floor. So if God invited you to a party and said, everyone in the ballroom tonight will be my special guest, how then would you greet them when they arrived? Indeed, indeed, Hafiz knows there is no one who is not upon God's jeweled dance floor. When we live with the spiritual sense of things, we realize we're on the jeweled dance floor of God, and so is everybody else. And that we begin to treat each other this way that we've all been invited. We've all been invited for this amazing dance of life. When spirit leads the way in us, we understand that there's something bigger than going on, something bigger going on than how it appears. That life is not just some eternal round of a material event of getting up and going to sleep and suiting up and showing up and working and loving and relating and shopping for food and making food and all of those other things that we do. Yes, though, we do those things. But that there's something else that is going on. And that something else is really big. And it is inherently good. And it is the life of spirit itself. And the life of spirit, as it is expressing through us and as each one of us and evolving us. If you want to know where life is evolving, it's evolving right there in you and in me and in everyone, everybody else who is alive at this time. Even the fighters of ISIS, life is evolving itself. I don't always love their version. That is absolutely for sure. Where spirit is coming to conscious awareness is, in, is through each one of us at this time. And that means we're all engaged in that process of letting spirit live its life fully, most fully expressed. We're bringing the divine truth of our being into the world in a powerful way. And 
It used to be that people would talk about living, being human beings, living a human life. And we love the idea of our humanness, but then we shifted to say, no, I'm a spiritual being having a human life. And I want to say that more and more, as I do my studies and my walk along the path, I realize that we are spiritual beings having a spiritual life. And that there's really only one thing going on, not two things. There's one thing going on expressing as the many. And if we could think of life as a continuum, of existence as a continuum, all the way from the infinite in invisible to form, where we are right here now, it's only one thing. That's it. But it's one thing in the invisible, it's one thing in the visible. And so I think that part of our grand call on the planet at this time is to start breaking down duality, to stop start breaking down the difference between the human and the divine. And this is not a loss of our humanness. We love our humanness, but our humanness is a very spiritual thing. Because what we teach is that spirit is taken on form as us. We have a teaching symbol that we use that some of you may be familiar with. It's a big circle. Not quite Bodhi symbol, it's a big circle with a V. So I invite you to hold your arms up like this. You need to stretch now anyway. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so stretch, so look up. Oh, the lights are bright for me. Look up through the roof, up beyond Chicago, out into the cosmos, go as far out and as infinite as you possibly can into the cosmic reality. Do you have it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, got it, okay. Now, letting your arms be the size of the V, just slide right down the size of that V and bring all of that right into the center of your being. And that's what we teach. Yeah? yeah. That that which it is, I am. Say that with me. That which it is, I am. Let's say it again. That which it is, I am. So say, I'm it. And that's exactly the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. And so how do we begin living this reality? The Gospel of Thomas says, very mystical teaching. It's taken me years to have a feeling about this instead of just have the concept of it. When you make the two one, and the inner is the outer, and the outer is the inner, and the above is the below, then you will see the kingdom of heaven. When you make the two one, and the inner as the outer, and the outer as the inner, and the above as the below, then you will see the kingdom of heaven. In other words, when we stop breaking things down into the opposites, enjoying the expressions of the two, but knowing the two that are really one, then we actually start standing consciously in the place of oneness that we teach about. And we're called to move beyond concept into reality. And this is important for us as influencers, again, which you all are. Um, because we cannot take anybody where we ourselves have not gone. We cannot take anybody where we ourselves have not gone. We cannot take anybody to a realization that we ourselves have not had. We can speak about it. We can point the way. We can say, I hear it's amazing there. You could go there. But in terms of really walking people there and transmitting the truth for them to get it, we can't do it. We have to have the realization before we can help anybody else get there. And so it said when we first come into spiritual uh, learning, spirit, the spiritual teaching, we come into the learning school. 
And so in the learning school, we sit at the feet, you know, metaphorically, but maybe actually, we sit at the feet of our teacher and we learn. Terry Cole Whitaker was that for me. We sit at the feet of our teacher and we learn. Mark has been that for you. Now you have new teachers. And after a while of learning and absorbing the principles and getting the good, we begin to talk. So we start talking the principles. We enter what's called the talking school. And we start taking our principles on the road, so to speak, in terms of talking and giving words to it and thinking about it and speaking it. Some people never move out of the talking stage, by the way. You know who they are. They talk, talk, talk about it. But what it really counts is when we start walking, when we start walking the spiritual truth out in our life and start living the principles that we have learned powerfully. When we start bringing those principles into the difficulties and the challenges of everyday life, and we seek to prove them and use them in a powerful way. And then after some time, we begin to transmit that truth. We can speak the truth and teach it, and people hear it, and they get it, and they're changed. And so this is the great opportunity for us as spiritual leaders that we just keep walking our path, and we keep moving to the place of deeper and deeper realization. It is said that as we walk this path, we're here to allow more and more of the divine nature to be revealed in us. In other words, we're here to be more love and more life and more joy and even more order and abundance and balance and beauty and freedom and wisdom and unity and any other quality I forgot. I usually do them alphabetically so that I get them all. <laughs> So we're here to be that, let more in, which means we get the stuff out of the way. And at the same time, we're spiraling up to that great awareness that God is what we are. So when we let spirit lead the way in us, I'm gonna bring this down into our personal life now, that first of all, we keep faith with our own process. Mamie was really touching into this. That when we look at our individual life, with the eyes of spirit, Michael Beckwith talks about, or sings about actually, seeing with the eye behind the eyes. When we start seeing with the eye of unitive consciousness behind the two eyes that want to separate and divide, we see that our life is a spiritual event and that everything counts. That the soul is on a journey of discovery and every single thing in your life has counted. That means there has been nothing wasted no, not even that relationship that you weren't so happy about. Not even that diversion from your path. Every single thing in your life has absolutely counted. Please say with me, it all counts. It all counts. Every single thing, every person, every relationship, every job, every place that you've lived, every church that you've gone to or center that you've gone to, every philosophy that you have embraced, every seeming misstep that you ever took, which was never a misstep, it has all counted. Every single thing is grist for the mill of awakening. Do you know that phrase, grist for the mill? It comes from, you know, flour being ground and something being thrown uh, into the mill to help with the grinding. So when something is grist for the mill, it is something that's helpful. So every single thing in your life has been grist for the mill of your awakening and it has all counted to get you right here on this day, and this is pretty close to heaven right here. Don't you think Bodhi's a little bit of heaven in many ways? <laughs> yeah, okay. And you know what's powerful is that when we begin to see that, 
for our lives, we can begin to see that for the other people in our life, especially the ones that we're concerned about. Our mates, our children, our friends, people that we don't even know in the world. We start keeping faith with the process of life itself unfolding in a perfect way by divine order and action. And we begin to see that whatever it is that we really choose to do, we can set an intention for that. In fact, there's a poet by the name of David White, it's W-H-Y-T-E, luscious kind of guy, I like him, and a wonderful poet, and he, he was doing a, uh, speaking at a conference of ours, uh, organizationally, and he was talking about crossing the territory between where you are and where you want to be. And he said that whenever you want to be something, do something, have something, accomplish something, create something, a part of you has already gone ahead and stands in that place of fulfillment. So it's already gone ahead, it stands in the place of fulfillment, and it calls back to the rest of us at this place and says, walk this way. And what we do, I love that idea. I got you to try it on. It's very encouraging, isn't it? That part of us already knows. So to even have the thought of something that we want to be, do, or have, or create, part of us already stands there. And so our opportunity is to keep faith with that and to realize that as we walk the steps, what we encounter is just all the things in the way, just, right? Just all the things in the way that seem to deny the possibility of that. Our doubts, our fears, our false beliefs, the voices in our head that say, who do you think you are? Some parents said that one time, you know, and then it lives in there. And as we begin to do that and do the walk, one thing after another, letting life bring up what we need to deal with, but taking the step consistently and keeping our eyes focused on the goal. We build a kind of discipline in us. And David White says that if we don't do that, we, we create a holy jihad inside of ourselves. We actually create a holy war in us between the part that is calling us to our greater possibility and the part that's lagging back at the edge, or resisting. I don't want to say lagging, I want to say resisting. And so the opportunity is to keep our eyes focused on the goal and just keep walking through. When we live spiritually, when spirit leads the way in us, we put greater faith in the place that we're standing in fulfillment than in the resistances in the way. There's a beautiful teaching from the Christian Bible about Jesus walking on the water. I'll just tell you um, briefly, and Bible stories aren't your favorite, just go for the metaphysics. <laughs> so the story is this, that Jesus had done this huge teaching by the side of the Sea of Galilee, and he went off by himself, which he often did. He's probably an introvert who needed some time to himself. I don't know. I relate to that. Uh, and the disciples went out in a little boat on the Sea of Galilee, which is really like a big lake, and the winds came up, and the waves started, you know, moving, and they, they were very afraid, and they cried out. They cried out. And suddenly, in the distance, they see this figure walking toward them on the water, and it's Jesus. And he says, fear not. And Peter says to him, Lord, is it really you? And he says, Lord, if it's you, ask me to come out on the water. So Jesus says, well, come on. And so as Peter stepped out of the boat, as long as he kept his eyes on what he considered, who he considered his master, he stayed above the water. But the, the minute he became afraid, he started to sink. 
And Jesus took his hand and said, oh, you of little faith. So I don't know if this literally happened. I like the story. I like Jesus. I'm okay with him. Way shower, elder brother, that's how I think of him. And But I love the metaphysics of it and the truth. That when we keep our eye focused on the greater possibility that it's calling us, we stay up. It's only when we give our attention to the resistances, we let them be greater in us, that we begin to fall. When we live spiritually, we make the greater truth greater than what's in the way. Rumi says, let yourself be silently drawn by the stronger pull of what you truly love. Let yourself be silently drawn by the stronger pull of what you truly love. When we are living spiritually, we know that change can always happen, that spirit is always creating form and deserting form, always, change is always taking place. And so we get more comfortable with that. That means that nothing is fixed except what we keep locked up. Um, we have an event in San Diego where I live every year, the Rock and Roll Marathon. And um, <laughs> there was news coverage this last year about a 90-year-old woman who ran the marathon. And she was incredible and had a good time. She started training when she was 78. I thought, okay, what is my excuse? <laughs> you know? It's just like not over till it's over, and then it still isn't over. You know, it's, it's whatever we choose to do, we can and have to. So when we let spirit lead the way, we love. And how much more time do I have? I don't know. Perfect. Thank you. When we, let spirit, when we let spirit lead the way, we love. We move past our judgments and our accusations of people. We, let, we move past tempting us not to love them, which people do in our life. They tempt us to not love them. We let go of appearances, and we practice seeing this truth of spirit in them as we are practicing seeing this divine reality within ourselves. We seek to see with the eye behind the eyes, not all of the distressing disguises, even though we notice them, but to keep reaching for that spiritual reality that is in everyone, and by our attention, help bringing that forth. It is when we love in this way that we treat love as first a giving and then a getting that we seek to love first rather than to be loved, although don't we love the circulation of that? We understand that only what we give out can we receive back, because that's the way that it works. And so it is an honor of Valentine's Day that I share this little poem with you about loving. It's called, It Happens All the Time in Heaven. It happens all the time in heaven, and someday it will begin to happen again on earth that men and women who are married, and men and men who are lovers, and women and women who give each other light, often will get down on their knees, and while so tenderly holding their lover's hand, with tears in their eyes, will sincerely speak, saying, my dear, how may I be more loving to you? How may I be more kind? It happens all the time in heaven, and someday it will begin to happen again on earth, that men and women who are married, and men and men who are lovers, and women and women who give each other light, often will get down on their knees, and while so tenderly holding their lover's hand, with tears in their eyes, will sincerely speak, saying, my dear, how may I be more loving to you? How may I be more kind? 
I shared this with somebody where I was a congregant. And he said, you know, I went home and I did that with my cat. <laughs> so, you know, it works all the way around. <laughs> all right. So we've been talking about letting spirit lead the way. Just to remember that your life is a material, is a spiritual event, not just a material event. And even though we're here on the earth plane, the earth is a very spiritual place to be. Because spirit is moving in and through and out everything. So let's close our eyes. I invite you just to take a nice deep breath. Knowing full well that the knower within you, the divine mind within you, knows exactly what to do with each and everything that has been said. And just to practice that little meditation of crossing the threshold, just feel within your heart something that is a profound intention or a heart's desire of what you may be, do, or have, or create. And just feel that part of you that has gone ahead and that stands in the place of fulfillment, that already knows, oh, that has already arrived. See if you can connect with that part of yourself that has already arrived. See yourself being it, doing it, having it, creating it, the art, the business, the music, the relationship, the family, whatever it might be. And how good that is and how beautiful it is. The good of God expressed as your life. Let that part of you turn back and look at the part of you that is in this present moment. And feel the call that says, come on, walk this way, you can do it. And so you've begun the journey. And it's just powerful to know that spirit meets and guides and directs every single step that you take absolutely for the greatest good. And so feel yourself walking the journey all the way to the end, arriving in, in the place of fulfillment and saying, this is good. And so I give thanks for this realization today, for this marvelous opportunity that we have to let spirit lead the way in all things, knowing that our influence is powerful when we know the truth of the one life, that that which God's spirit life is, we each are individually, and we allow that to be known and felt and realized and set free into the world. And so I give thanks for this, I give thanks for being here today, for the amazing weekend that we've had, what fine leaders there are in this church, in this center, and how beautiful is everything unfolding. And so giving thanks and knowing only this good now and even greater good on its way, I simply release this word, knowing it is done, and together we say, and so it is, amen. Thank you so much. obsessed with you, Kathy Hearn. <laughs> Mutual, I mean, just absolutely love you. And um, so now I'm going to write a song based on that talk on the spot. So I just need a key. B flat. B flat. <laughs> Spirit leads the way. 